Today's tea is on being and seeing beauty in everything. Beauty is very unique and personal to all of us. And beauty really should be seen in everything. That is what God intends for our world and for the earth. And as I continue on my own path, I'm able to open up and see the beauty in absolutely everything. And today, I'm so honored to have my dear friend Mara Mode on the House of Low podcast to talk about beauty. Mara is the CEO and founder of Enhanced Beauty Skin Lashes Brows LLC. She is an esthetician who focuses on genuine, passionate, results-driven aesthetics and artistry. She's been a makeup artist for almost 15 years, and her passion for beauty began from a very young age, and over time, she gravitated to the beauty industry as a whole. But her passion truly comes through in helping women feel the beauty that they are, because we've all learned many of us the hard way that the outer beauty that's presented to the world is often a facade if our intention is not pure, if we're not growing from the inside for that beauty to bloom on the outside. Mara and I had such a beautiful conversation about beauty and all of the sides of beauty and beauty as it's really lives in our culture. It plays such a big role for all of us, men as well. But for women, it's an area we have a very conflicted relationship with for all the reasons we know, mostly related to self-worth and how we perceive our beauty or lack of beauty in our mind as it relates to what we're worthy of. And Much of the growth that we all are experiencing is transcending traditional beauty standards and creating our own. (laughs) I'm very interested in what it looks like to embody the value of beauty, to move through the world from a place of seeing beauty and goodness in all things. And that first has to start with ourselves. Today, I want you to see and feel the beauty that you are. Know the goodness that flows through you and let that permeate out as you move through the world. Let that be something you feel and see things more through the lens of beauty and goodness around you from that place. You are beautiful. You are beautiful. You are worthy. You are whole right now. I pray today you see all the beauty that is you. Hello, hello, and welcome to House of Low. I'm Low, and I am on a mission to create safe spaces to help every single woman on this earth feel her power, live from her truth, find her magic, 
and discover a love for herself so deeply that it opens her up to love others, step into her purpose, and live life abundantly. I'm so excited you have found your way here. Thank you for joining me. Here we go. All right. I'm so excited for this episode. Oh, I am here with my dear friend, Mara Mode, who is powerhouse, beautiful woman. And we are here to talk about something really, really important to both of our missions, as well as to women across the board, which is beauty, all things beauty. Today, the T is on being and seeing beauty in everything. And we're going to go deep here on beauty overall. So thank you, Mara, for being here, love. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here, by the way. So thank you. And I am just so excited to shed light on some stuff that maybe some people didn't even know or have a perspective on when Mm. it comes to beauty. So just to give a quick spill, my name is Mara. I'm originally from Texas. I'm a San Antonio girl, Mm -hmm. San Antonio cowgirl, spur, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. But nonetheless, I have been here in San Diego for six years now. Mm. And within the past two years, I've been able to build my business as an esthetician, a makeup artist. I do permanent cosmetics as well. So when we're here discussing beauty, I definitely yeah. <laughs> live and breathe that stuff. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so mm. I'm just, I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited. And your business has taken off and I'm so proud to know you and see the success that it continues to have. And it just speaks to your heart and how genuine you are and what you do and how you give so much of yourself to women and to your clients. And I just want to celebrate you for that. Well, thank you so much. And it's so funny you say that because that's literally all I want to do is the same way you want to celebrate me. I want to do that to mm-hmm. my clients. So everybody I put my hands on, I literally want them to feel loved, feel yeah beautiful and just walk out of my space feeling amazing about themselves, not just on the outside, but the inside for sure too. Mm, That's what it's all about. That's for sure. Well, there are some rapid fire questions that we ask here. Oh boy, it's hot. It's getting hot now. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Mara is hysterical. Like she makes me die laughing. So if we if we laugh a lot during this episode, just go with it because she's one of the funniest people ever. Okay, babe. First rapid fire. Give me one word that describes you and your essence. Definitely patience. Mm. And can I elaborate on yes, that? Yeah, I would say patience. I feel like the one thing about me, I really have a lot of words, but I think that is something that has totally been a word to just describe the path I've been walking on lately. And even mm. with other people, mm-hmm. I've had to learn that not everybody is, you know, maybe ready to go at the same pace, even though we might have a similar journey or a similar place we're trying to get, everybody's kind of working at their own pace with their own flow. So Mm. with me, I'm very, I'm just very aware that just because I'm moving as quickly as I am or vice versa, that it could be a different story for others. So I'm just very patient in how I can help others or patient with my own journeys and things like that. So I would say patience. Mm, so beautiful. Even with my little guy too. I got a little guy. He's six years old. Oh, that requires a lot of patience yeah. too. Let me just say that. So just, I'm a very patient, stoic person. <laughs> so incredible. That's the big thing I need to learn more about. 
<laughs> a patient? Yes. Are you serious? Well, I've gotten much, much better, but sometimes the pace at which I move in life has definitely been intense sometimes. And I think it's created a lot of impatience with myself and other people. And I'm getting much better at it because it is the key to moving through life with ease. But look where you're from though. You're from the concrete jungle. So I would feel (laughs) like, you know, exactly. (laughs) So sometimes I'm learning a lot of that. That's for sure. Mm. Absolutely. Sometimes I feel like our backgrounds and where we're at too kind of like brings about certain subconscious ways that we move and things we do. So truly, that's probably probably what it is, but thank you. It's good to have a grip on it though. Yes, yes, (laughs) exactly. Oh, thank you, babe. So next rapid fire, what's your mantra for life? My mantra for life would definitely have to be believe in yourself. That Mm. is my own personal mantra. Anything that has to deal with continuing to be persistent, digging deep into why I'm even on this pursuit, it's just believe in yourself. I say that because even in my journey, I could go on and on, but even when people close to you are like, oh, you can't do that, or oh, you're never going to make a living doing those things, and it's like, really? I'll show you. I believed in myself. So for me and my story, believing in myself has been definitely one of the biggest factors in a Mm. lot of the growth and success I've seen. And it's not just business. It's not just financial. It's really throughout all aspects of my life. If I really believe in myself that I can be a better person, maybe heal from past trauma, be a better mother, just be a better me in general and believing that I'm capable of doing that then that's just something that I, I like to walk by and stand by for sure. Oh, it's so powerful. And something people hear all the time, but to say believe in yourself is one thing. To live it and embody it is a very different thing. Absolutely. And I love that you highlighted that because I always say like, do you believe in you? Because it starts there. So thank you. And I have no doubt that that's influencing your son as well. Oh, it truly is. And it's, I mean, just going off of what you said though, like, yes, you can easily tell somebody to believe in themselves. You can even say, I believe in myself, but I feel like just the depth and the weight that that phrase even holds, I don't think people really dig deep enough for that because that's a statement that's going to leave you really figuring out, am I really accountable for that statement? I can say it or I can tell other people, but what am I doing to really, like you said, walk in that and embody it for sure. So I feel like it forces you to really look at yourself. Like, do I believe in myself? Yes. So yes. And it's a daily practice. There's no doubt. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. Thank you. It's powerful. (laughs) It's powerful. Every time I hear it from someone else, Thank you. just shows how it's all of our work to figure out how to believe in ourselves, you know? All right. What ritual makes you feel gorgeous? (laughs) Honestly, the ritual that makes me feel gorgeous is the end of day when I am removing all of my makeup, (laughs) taking my nice hot shower, exfoliating my body, and then applying my rich, luxurious body butters, my Mm. facial oils. Like I just have this whole little pamper routine for myself at the end of the day. Okay. And I, it's funny because I know most people would expect, oh, I love when I get dolled up. I'm actually ready to take it off and just be within myself with yes. nothing else. And yes. so that is one of my <laughs> I love that. One of my rituals that really helps me to feel gorgeous because 
I know that I, you know, may have spruced myself up, but to me, there's nothing like removing everything and just looking at myself in the mirror, Yeah, looking at my bare skin that I'm taking care of, you yes. know, it, there's so many elements to it, yes. but I feel proud of the work that I put into myself and my body. So to be able to take everything off and still feel so confident and just the most beautiful at that point, that's my ritual, taking it all mm. off. And of course, it's almost like a, I guess it's a simultaneous answer, but taking it all off, but still going back in and nourishing all of that stuff. Yeah. So taking it off, cleansing, replenishing, that's right. hydrating, you know, mm-hmm. doing all the stuff to keep this vessel that I'm so blessed to be in put together and everything. So that's, oh, that's my ritual. <laughs> so beautifully said. Damn. <laughs> Seriously. Absolutely. So beautifully said. That's the one thing I like to stress too, especially like with my clients and stuff, yeah. skincare and makeup clients. Like I always tell them it's great to, you know, have this makeup on, you yeah. have a good time and everything, but there's so many other elements that you can do that will make you feel even better too, to where, you know, I don't even need half of this stuff. Right. You know, That's so right. it's just extra effort and I get it. I know a lot of us can be busy at times, but I always try to really stress that to people that it's the care that we're doing under the yes. stuff that we're putting on top of ourselves that really can pull out some nice feelings that you have about yourself. So I I love to do that below the surface layer stuff. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's a mic drop for sure. I just, I just never heard it articulated that way before. It's beautiful, truly. And I think there's something to be said for rituals at night. Everybody talks about the morning routine. That's cool. You know, we all love a morning routine, but the nighttime is often neglected. Uh And I think there's such beauty in really taking that kind of time with yourself and for yourself before you go to bed. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, what better way you're going in the restroom. That's your private time. I would hope. I mean, sometimes I have a son. I know some people have kids, yeah. so privacy can be right. slim picking sometimes, <laughs> but ultimately take advantage of whatever time you have by yeah. yourself to really do that. Mm. Thank you. That's a great reminder for us all. Okay. What is an action you took recently that came from a place of abundance? Wow. So I will speak on the newest thing that I've recently done for my business. I will say that I have been so just, I guess you could say saddened by the amount of people that reach out to me that want services, but cannot pay, you know, I do permanent makeup. And as we all know, that could be on the pricier side. And so a lot of people, I have to get the same response like, oh, I'm sorry, I have to save up or yeah. maybe in a few months or, oh, I'll pass. I just can't do that right now. Yeah. And before we even get to that point, though, just hearing like, wow, I love your work. I haven't had eyebrows my whole life. I would love to have eyebrows or just the things that they don't like about their brows and how sure. it's affecting their self-confidence and stuff like that. So I recently, you know, have been really blessed to just be connecting with so many great people out there in the world. And I actually have a mentor and she recently started implementing this in her business. And I just thought the idea was genius. So I partnered up with a financing company. And so now I'm able to offer financing to people who may not be able to pay that full amount Mm. to get the services done. And I'm so excited because... It's great. And I mean, literally 
you know, I'm speaking on the people who can't get services, but nonetheless, the people that I do see regularly or even new clients who are able to come and get those services to have that reassurance from them, because I really talk to my clients a lot and they know a lot of my dreams and aspirations and the things I want to do, but getting that reassurance, like, wow, Mara, that would be such a great idea. And I actually have so many people who would definitely come to you if you offer that or just something. So to know that not only am I going to be able to increase my abundance, but Mm -hmm. it's also going to tap into people who can actually come in and get it done. Something they've been desiring to get something that they have been so down about or subconscious about insecure about. I'm so excited that I was able to do that. And if I just literally finalized it the other day, Mm -hmm. and since then I already have about 10 people who have taken advantage and applied and, and they're ready to come either get their brows or take a training or something. And that's like a whole nother thing too. Cause you know, I do trainings and I get it. Cause I'm also somebody who invests in trainings and furthering my skill, mastering my craft and I just love how now I'm able to really give other people abundance of knowledge. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's a, it's equal exchange there. So that is something I'm really excited about. Oh, you know, we're so happy to hear that (laughs) because abundance is an equal flow of giving and receiving. And it also is going to expand and open up your business to so many more people. So why not? You know, I just... That is really powerful, Mara. Wow. Yeah, I'm excited. And I mean, I just feel like it's going to open the doors to people who maybe at one point felt like they would never be able to experience a service like that or experience anything like that. And it warms my heart, honestly. And even when I put it out there for people to know that it was coming, the messages and responses I got totally just made my heart smile because I was like, wow, I'm going to change people's lives with this. So Mm. I'm just excited. So that's my big plan of action that I recently took out of of abundance there. (laughs) Damn this episode (laughs) already. It's so good (laughs) as I knew it would be. That is so, we love when abundance is activated for real, for real in life, you know, and I think there's so much to be said for every business owner an entrepreneur, an executive right now listening to think about how you can incorporate a generosity model into your business. Because I promise you, there's good karma on the other side of that. And also you will grow and expand from that. I think we're really entering a time where every business is going to be giving back and giving away and expanding how they quote unquote give even in their services and, and their product. So Kudos to you, babe. Thank you. And kudos to you because I got the whole abundance kick from you, from your event. So that definitely was a shift for me. So thank you. I love you. Thank you for being there. It was so powerful to have you there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Two more rapid fires, babe. What is something that can always be found on your table? Oh my God. Any table. Any table? Oh man. Definitely my phone. Mm. My phone. (laughs) Sadly, yes. <laughs> Sadly. Sadly. <laughs> I hate to say that, but it is. But I mean, obviously it's just because how I conduct business. I have to always check and make sure that I'm responding to people yeah. who are trying to come in, get yep. services. I have a child. So it's my point of contact for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always my There's phone. no shame in that. Yeah. We all are very connected to our phone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it is what it is. Yeah. What nourishment brings you the most joy? 
any way you nourish yourself. I'm sorry. So this is so off topic, but I have to laugh. This thing, you guys, we have a paper in front of us. It says, <laughs> it says food or drink, not drink. Drink, drink. <laughs> I am dying. not an accident. Oh, that not an accident. So funny. <laughs> or drink. I okay. just sit and make these things all day. Oh, no, I'm just that kidding. Is funny. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> You're the first person that ever noticed that. That is funny. <laughs> Okay, so moving on. I love you. So <laughs> that just threw me off. Like, drink, drink. Okay. You know, Mars. Like, yeah, at work, I always have a margarita just sitting there. That is so funny. Well, I'm just, I'm from the south, so drink. I'm like, drink. I don't know where that came what from. Are we doing? Okay. It was on purpose. Oh. I like it. I like it. Let's keep it in there. It's so funny. Let me see. So what nourishment brings you joy? Food, drink? Or, okay. So ultimately I love coconut water. Yeah. So I will say, I mean, it ain't a drink, but hey, <laughs> I love coconut water. <laughs> I love, yeah. It's just something about it. I've been drinking it since a kid, honestly, because we've spoke on this. I'm biracial. So my mom's side of the family is Panamanian and I grew up just with all of the old school stuff, native things that my grandmother grew up on Mm. and coconut water was just something that we always drank. So good for the skin and soul. It's just perfect. I don't even know what heaven in a can or a bottle, however you want to say it, heaven in the actual coconut. I don't know, but I love it. Mm, So good for us. That's my drink. And um, drank, right? My drink. (laughs) And food wise, Oh gosh, that is so hard because I am a foodie. Mm-hmm. That's why I have to work out so hard. I <laughs> love food. Right. You know, I'm going to have to take it to a dish that my grandmother used to make all the mm, time. It, it's just called, it's so simple. It's yeah. called arroz con pollo. It's uh-huh. just rice and chicken, but you Yum. know, you add whatever things you want to add in yes. there, but that is just Yum. like near and dear to my soul. I grew up eating that. My grandmother makes yeah. it and you're just getting everything you need, the right amount of carbs, protein, yep. other things in there. So soul it's just, food, literally. absolutely. Yeah. So mm. I, I love that. I love I soul have food. To say that. Also, that sounds amazing. So we got to talk about that. <laughs> I'm trying to make these one pot wonders these days. Oh, nice. I like to just put it all in there. You want see the what recipe. happens. I got yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna get it. Okay. And the drink. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget that. Squeeze a little lime in there. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for answering the rapid fires, darling. Before we get into the episode flow, I want to talk about the main question of the House of Low podcast, which is what does it mean to come home to you? To come home to me, it means peace Hmm. to come home to me, to myself. It means Mm self-awareness. I feel like those two things for me are going to be my main answers to that question, simply because if you're not self-aware about things, whether it be things with you personally, or even just outside factors, you know, in the environment, other people, things like that, how can you have peace? Yeah. And so for me, when I think about really grounding and coming to myself, I like to be aware of whatever it is that whether good, bad, doesn't matter. I just like to be aware of certain things that may have had me feeling some type of way Mm -hmm. or whatever. And just kind of getting to the root of it and seeing how I can move forward. Yes. And that's what brings me peace because if I can identify what maybe had me in a place of discomfort, a place of sadness, you know, grief, 
just a dark place, anything, anything that isn't positive, because ultimately that's what we want. We want to always be in a nice, positive mindset and, and state of mind. But, you know, life, the way it happens is that. And so for me to be able to really dig deep and figure out, you know, what's going on and to step out of that into the sunshine, then, hey, that's my piece right there. So those two things are definitely what it is like to come home to me. My mind's always going. Mm -hmm. I'm always on that adventure of positivity, always trying to spin things around. And just like we're trying to talk about, always trying to find the beauty in things, even if it's not so pretty, you know, it might be a crazy journey or something, but at the end of the day, I'm still gaining something from it. And that's a beautiful thing. So it is. I pray all of us can always come back to peace. For a long time, I wasn't in a state of peace at all. I was in a state of inner turmoil that I was very good at hiding, which I think a lot of people are. And it takes a lot of time and courage to face some of those darker sides of our nature. But I do believe that peace is always the result that the divine is trying to bring us to, you know, and it does become almost like a practice, like a muscle that I notice now that when things go not so great or something happens that isn't so amazing, I really bounce back so much quicker than I ever did because of that practice. So I just love that that's your answer. Here's to more peace for all of us. Yeah. But I mean, to piggyback off of what you said, right? So being in those dark spaces or things not going how we want. So like, for example, I had two locations at one point, right? Yeah. And so I had one and it was 30 minutes away out in Escondido. But nonetheless, it was short-lived, okay? I had it open for maybe eight months. And at that point, just because I wasn't seeing the return, I wasn't able to get renters in there and things like that. I too was kind of in that space of just like inner turmoil, like, oh my gosh, I failed. I'm a failure. Why didn't this work out? I'm doing everything I need to do. However, after again, digging deep, really sitting down with myself and becoming self-aware of a few things and just being okay with this journey that I'm supposed to be on going with the flow. I had to look at it as a more beautiful thing because now not only am I stopping to dig a financial hole in my wallet. Okay. Now I'm able to just let that go and truly focus on my one location that's doing amazing. Yeah. And then I had to think about it in the aspect too, of even with that process of having two locations, I was able to learn a lot. And now moving forward, if I ever decide to go down that road again, I learned so many things that I would probably do the next time. Yeah. So in my mind and in my eyes, that's just, that's beautiful in itself. So I definitely stopped guilt tripping myself because I would do that too. I'm just very hard on myself. That's something that I'm trying to, me personally, that's something, that's one of my battles now is to give myself a little grace here. Yes. You know, that's right. And when we say grace, I mean, that alone, whatever grace you give yourself can also be that new window into how it actually was a beautiful situation coming out of something that maybe we didn't think at first. Mm, What a beautiful transition into the flow of this tea, my love. Yeah. So obviously beauty is an incredibly (laughs) charged topic in especially American culture and for women specifically. 
I have quite an interesting journey with beauty, as I know you do too. We've shared our personal journeys with it. But I really wanted to talk about this with you because you live and breathe it every day. And you touched earlier on the inner and outer beauty and the integration of that is really where I think peace can be found, self-love can be found, and ultimately embodying who we actually are versus trying to be someone else, right? And so to get into this, I would love to talk first about your perspective on where the cultural shifts in beauty are going right now, just across in America, because that's where we are. Like, where do you see us going from the perspective of beauty as women and how it plays a role in our lives? Absolutely. Well, one thing I will speak on is the huge shift in just inclusivity. Yeah. And that's something that is just, it's a proven fact. If we look back anywhere from 10, 20 years ago, I mean, it was kind of rough to just see a lot of other people, demographics, cultures, races represented in a lot of the marketing that companies were doing. And so to see that you have a lot of people coming out, you know, like Rihanna and other big people branching out of what we thought was the only thing they were doing, you know, to really bring that to the forefront and have a very, just a nice melting pot, essentially. That way people can know like, oh, this is for me Mm. or, oh, I can also wear this color or just anything like that. Because I feel like for so long, it's always just kind of been tied to traditional European standards yep. and things like that. Yep. But we have to look at it as, okay, everybody doesn't look like that. Everybody definitely isn't the same shade, same size. Everybody has different characteristics, features, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So to see the shift of just inclusivity as a whole is a beautiful thing. And I'm so glad. And I just hope that it continues to be portrayed because now I feel like we're also subconsciously breaking down certain barriers when it comes to, you know, maybe things like racism or discrimination and things like that too. So I'm loving to see that. Yes, (laughs) I really am. And that's just going off of me, myself, my first foot into the beauty industry was makeup artistry. I've been doing that for 15 years. And so even to see a lot of the changes through the industry, it's been great. Yeah. But past experiences as well has been an issue. You know, I've experienced some stuff to where my work was great. I show up to a call or, you know, a booking or a gig and the client isn't comfortable because I don't look like her. Yeah. But I'm totally capable of slaying anybody. Yep. Whether you're alabaster or charcoal black. (laughs) Okay. Like it doesn't matter. (laughs) So So that's why I really love that aspect of it because I've experienced that. I've worked at Mac before where customers have literally left because Mm. I was the only artist there and they just... They're notorious for tolerating that too. Yeah, Yeah. you know, they didn't feel like I could match them or whatever the case may be. So in regards to that and these cultural things now being brought to the forefront, I absolutely love it. And I really hope that it continues to be pushed because I don't know about you, but I'm always looking at all types of beautiful makeup done by people in India. It's so extravagant and beautiful. Mm. You know, even in Africa, there's so many different styles and things that people are doing in the beauty industry now. And I think it needs to be highlighted more. 
I really do. Agree more. Yeah. So that's my take on it. Mm. <laughs> Look, that's my spill. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. You know, beauty is so subjective. It's fascinating to me how we've lived in a culture this long where this very specific standard has been the dominant. And it's all about like the time we live in. And even when you look back, if you look at the history of when there was like a famine, if you were bigger, like quote unquote overweight, you were wealthy and it was good to be that. And the beauty standard was that. And now of course we're in a surplus of food. And so now it's about being skinny because we should be able to control what we eat. Right. Right. And so, I mean, I am such a proponent of inclusivity, you know, and, and my whole life, I always would look at women that were not the standard. And I would say, they're so beautiful. Like, how are they not in the standard? I've always just been like so fascinated by that and and understanding where the hell that even comes from. We know where it comes from, but let's just say that ultimately everything is going to get more and more diverse. Yes. And I think everyone needs to get real comfortable with that because it's where we we should have always been. Absolutely. There really shouldn't even be a standard. No. What is the standard? And I think this is the thing that I'm here to speak openly about. And I thank you for being also open about it because in my particular mission, which is a smaller piece and a bigger issue, right? But my mission is to dismantle the competition that women have with each other, right? And not very many people speak on this, so I'll be the one. And I think the problem with this competition is very rooted in beauty. Oh, yeah. Outer beauty, obviously. Absolutely. And this isn't to blame men, right? This is to really discuss how women are plagued by how they look. I've said this at the event last week. We are at war with our vessel since the time we come into it, really, and realize what we're in. And I think every woman, no matter what her background is, has the same issue. I talk to people privately, every single woman, it's like universal, you know? And I know men have a very similar journey. So the question becomes, how can we ever embody who we are if we are at war with our body, (laughs) you know? And that's where I want to go next. I I really want to talk about the slippery slope of outer beauty becoming like where our self-worth is wrapped into. I was definitely in this place throughout my life. It's been a big challenge. And I know a lot of us experience how people see us in different ways, right? Like you and I spoke about how we were very objectified, let's just say, because of the body type we have. And, And then there's other women that feel like they're invisible, you know, and then there's other women that feel like they can never keep up or they're always chasing the next look and they're never happy with what they are originally. So there's so many different stories and aspects to this, but I would love to hear about how you feel about that slippery slope. That is indeed a slippery slope for sure. I can definitely speak on my experience with that too, because there was a point where I literally questioned myself, like, is that all I'm good for? Is just, I look good. Like, what is that? Right. Is that the only thing that people give a crap about? (laughs) Look, I want to curse. Sorry. But curse. (laughs) Is that what people give a shit about? (laughs) Okay. So it's just like, I think about that. And that is really, really disheartening to me because Mm -hmm. I feel like now, and I'm 
talking about the times that we're in now and just the way that the media pushes certain things out there, yep. certain imagery, yep. stuff like that. Our young people are so easily influenced by the things that they're seeing. Yes. And it bothers me that a lot of them are more so concerned with aesthetic things. And I get it. You know, beauty is beauty. But I wish that people would understand that it's always in the eye of the beholder. Like, yes. Are you invisible? No, maybe you are to whoever you want to be seen by, but that doesn't mean you're invisible though. Cause I can guarantee you there's some other people out there who see you. That's right. So when I say that, I just, for me, I had to really come to a realization as I got older, like in high school, I was a nerd. I was scholarly, did well. And just knowing that I had more to bring to the table than just my looks. Yes. I really wanted to like push that a little bit more. I'm more than just what you see. Like yeah. I am not just this object that you can <laughs> undress with your eyes right. or whatever the case may be. I have a brain and it works just fine. Yeah. And I've always liked to showcase that. So that's just one of the things that I feel like our outer beauty can have a very almost like double-edged sword. Yes. If that exactly. makes any sense. Well said. Yeah. It's, it's a double-edged sword sometimes because it's like, okay, wow, you're beautiful. Great. Everyone thinks you're beautiful, but then sometimes that might be all they see. They're not going to look past that anymore. Mm. And with my background, cause I used to be a journalist. I used to do journalism. I was yeah. doing the news. Yeah. I was a reporter and stuff. And even going from that to I'm showing up, for these interviews and these people aren't taking me seriously sure. until I start asking these hard questions. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, she's not playing. And yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not right. I'm here to get down to the bottom of something. I know what I need to mm-hmm. ask. I wow. can articulate just fine. Yes. All of that stuff, you know? Yes. So I hate when people just think that beauty comes with no brains. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand that. Yeah. Huge pet peeve of mine. I do not like that. And that's why I like to really try to encourage the young people. Like it's great. I feel like you have to have balance. Yeah. You know, sure. Take care of yourself. Do all the things that you can to feel empowered and feel great about yourself. But at the same time, know that you will add so much more value with more than just that. Yeah. And so it's about finding balance. (laughs) Yes. In my opinion, your self-worth should not just be based off of how you look. Because how you look is going to evolve. It sure is. <laughs> we can't we can't always look like this. Now, granted, you have your celebrities and whatnot. They got the funds to be able to do whatever they want. But even then, you still see the changes in them as they age. Might not be as drastic, but we could still tell that, hey, she's getting on up there, mm-hmm. you know? So we are always evolving. And at some point, that beauty, I don't want to say it diminishes because we're always going to stay beautiful in our own right. But- what changes. do you do? What do you do after that? Right. You know, What's what, left? what, what exactly, what else is on the table aside from that? Mm-hmm. And I do think the reason we're talking about this is because it does hold women back when they don't feel that they meet a certain standard or they're chasing this certain way of how they want to look versus actually looking at how they look now. I'm a big believer in how we treat our body has a lot to do with how we feel about ourselves. So the other side of the sword is like, I've always been a believer in being polished and like, you know, people used to say to me like, oh, you're so dressed up. And it's like, no, this is how I feel about myself. Like I'm constantly trying to be 
the best version of myself I can and, and be confident and how I, I use the word adorn myself, how I dress myself, how I look, my hair, all of that plays a role in my inner. And I've seen the evolution of that. You know, I'm trying to talk more openly about this because it's a big piece of my journey, but, and I've had, you know, weight loss and I've done all that, but I don't want that to be my story because I also don't believe everything is about weight. And I think weight is a big piece that women really struggle oh, yeah. with. That's a tough one. I even struggled with that. Mm-hmm. My pregnancy with my son was absolutely crazy. Yeah. So before I had him, I was like at 150. Mm-hmm. And then when I had him, I had got all the way up to about 225, mm-hmm. 230. Mm-hmm. And so that definitely took a toll on me. And I can honestly say that was not a good period for me. I was very self-conscious because again, like you said, our body, we're always evolving. So at that time, my body had evolved to go through this pregnancy. So I had a new body that I didn't know anything about. How to deal with. Where did these boobs come from? (laughs) You know, where did these thighs and booty come from? What is all this? And so now that was a lot for me to take on because already I already get a lot of unwanted attention that I don't mm-hmm. want, but then mm-hmm. to have these assets, okay? <laughs> Goodness yes. gracious, you know? So even yes. that was just a bit overwhelming. Yes. But going through that and being used to looking a certain way and also at the time, because this is prior to me being as self-aware as I was before, right. but going through that and having these insecurities and whatnot, I mean, that is never a good feeling or a good place to be at no, all. It's not at all. Oh my gosh, at <laughs> all. I'm sitting here reliving the way that it felt yes. when I would get dressed or just anything. So I totally get that. I feel like when you actually take a step back and maybe look at other things too, yeah, that can be helpful because it was like I hated what was going on with my body and how I wasn't a size four anymore and just all this crazy stuff. But then I had to start looking like, okay, girl, you have this beautiful son. He's healthy. Mm, all yeah. of the, At the end of the day, it was all worth it. That's right. So you're fine. You're healthy. He's healthy. You have a beautiful growing family. Yeah. It's okay. And I think we get to also constantly reflect on why do we put so much on how we look? What is it that we think we're going to get? Because I've done so much self-worth work. I've worked with coaches. I've done, I've done the gamut, let me tell you, because I'm a seeker <laughs> and I'm always trying to understand why, 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 why do I feel this way? Why is this like this? I want this to change. This can change. There's no way that this is just how it is. And in that process of seeking, which not everyone cares about the why, but I do. And in the process of that seeking, I've realized that what we put on our appearance has everything to do with what we think we're going to get from it. Oh, you're absolutely right. But see, that story is going to be different for everybody. Yes, exactly. It really is. You have some people who want to attract a man. You have some people who feel like if they really, really dress themselves up to look extra, extra fancy, that it's going to get them certain treatment or anything. I mean, success. The, the psychological part about all of it varies among everybody, yeah, that's right. in all honesty. But one thing that I would definitely like suggest and encourage people to do is to definitely be mindful of your appearance. For sure. Yeah. And I can speak on that from being in the beauty industry. I would hate to try and walk up on somebody telling them that I do XYZ services and I look a hot mess. Right. 
Absolutely. You know what I mean? Our self-image. Energy. It exudes energy. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's one of those things where just us in human nature, I mean, you're immediately going to look at somebody, not necessarily past judgment, but you're going to look at somebody and come up with these preconceived notions naturally. It's just a thing that you're going to do. So I would encourage everybody to just be mindful of how you are presenting yourself. I think that's a big thing. Do what you want, but just be mindful and try to put yourself in the mind of other people at times too. That way you're not sidetracked or taken off by how somebody might treat you or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And that's something too, you know, you're well in your right to adorn yourself, however, and do whatever you want, but always try to do some of your own reflection work, your own mirror work, like look at yourself after you're all done. Like, what do I look like? Am I happy with it? I think, yeah, like really think about that stuff. And also know that there's a time and place for everything as well. Yeah. I think that's something too. At the end of the day, Lo, I feel like no matter what, (laughs) everything's going to go back to balance of some sort. Yes. You know what I mean? Balance and knowing when to tap into a little more of this or a little more of that or keeping it neutral. Mm -hmm. That's that's kind of how I feel about that. Yeah. Because another aspect of this is the healing that comes from when you do really reflect on how you want to adorn yourself and the energy that's going to attract, right? We know colors hold energy. We know like red is very passionate. Blue is very calming, right? And when you wear red, you're going to get a lot of attention. It's great. It's a great feeling, right? Some people avoid color because they don't want to be seen. They're hiding. I've learned a lot about on the more positive healing aspect, wearing gold is very healing for me. And I think there's just so much that's powerful in that, right? But all Ultimately, kind of to bring us back to your evening ritual, can you look at yourself in the mirror when you are just your raw, rawest version of yourself and still like what you see? Do you like yourself? And ultimately, I just think every single day is another step on that journey. Oh, absolutely. And that's really a whole nother topic too. Like that's a whole nother deeper topic. Like, do you like what you're seeing Mm -hmm. right now? Mm -hmm. Because then that's going to open up the conversation to, if it's a no, what do I need to do to to do that? To get to that point of where I am happy with myself. And it could be anything, but definitely. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And detaching ourselves from the beauty standards of the culture. And really, I love what you're saying about Am I happy though? In my own journey, I wasn't. And it was easy to blame external things and the culture. I love to blame the culture sometimes because, you know, the culture plays a a huge role, huge influence on us, especially growing up, whatever we saw when we were young. But ultimately I had to say, am I really happy? Do I feel great? And I didn't. So here we are, you know, how do you think we embody our beauty in a healthy way? Like, how do you get to this place where we can see our beauty in all the facets of it, not just the physical, right? But the emotional, spiritual, vibrationally, like we talk about energy all the time. How have you gotten to a place where you are embodying your own unique, original beauty? I've gotten to that place by simply doing things that are bringing me peace and happiness. Yeah. I don't think people realize how actually putting effort into other things that just feed your soul, feed your mind, like something that just fulfills you in ways other than just how you look. 
helps a lot because then at that point, it's almost like you're operating now on such a higher frequency. It gets you in a good mood. You're feeling good about yourself. And it's almost like this subconscious light switch, like, okay, I am in such a great mood. Let me go in here and put some mascara on. Let me go in (laughs) here and do a little bit of something else because then it just carries over into that. And if you do that, I mean, you're golden. I feel like Mm, the world of comparison is such a freaking dark cloud. It's ridiculous. I can't stand it. Yes. That used to really hurt my feelings a lot when I would be doing makeup and people would be like, Oh, can you make me look like you? Like I, Mm, that statement just would like pierce my heart because I'm like, Oh my gosh, I want you to feel how I feel about myself. I want you to feel that way about yourself, you know? So, Oh my gosh, that is just something that really hurts my heart sometimes because people like to always project certain things out there and it's sad because they have the capability and all the power to feel the same way I feel about myself. They really do. Yes. They do. So as far as going into how to embody who you are, your true essence, again, I go back to those two words that we talked about being self-aware and also just being ready to do some valid work. Yeah. I feel like that's an aspect that is looked over a lot, even with beauty. I know it might sound silly and things like that. And I know that, you know, there's a lot of people out there who look at me and think I'm just this vain person. And it's not even that. It's just, I pride myself on how I'm feeling and how I feel about myself. And there's certain things that I'm going to do so that I continue to feel that way and don't get in that crazy rut or that crazy insecure space or anything like that, you know, take Mm. baby steps. It could could be the simplest thing. You know, if you've never exfoliated your body, go exfoliate, feel on yourself when you're done. I can guarantee you, you're going to be like, Ooh, I feel so good. And then you don't want someone else to rub on you. Okay. Like literally it's just little things that you can do. It doesn't even have to be, you don't have to be a makeup artist. No. Yeah. You don't have to be freaking Picasso with makeup or anything like that just little self-care things that just kind of help you ground Mm -hmm. things that just help you relax and have that peace. It's going to exude outwardly. It just is. I just feel like it's a, it's a law. It's a common law that we cannot deny. We can't deny it. You take care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. You're there. Mm. You're just there. So it all ties in together. If you're not experiencing that peace in one aspect or another of those, you got some work to do. Yeah. And I think that's also another conversation that a lot of people don't have. Like there's work to do with that. Yeah. And you decide what it is that it may be. It could be as simple as just making sure you put lotion on every day. You know, just something. Do something that you know is meaning well by you. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Everything comes back to peace. Thank you for bringing Mm -hmm. us back there. Yeah. Lastly, I want to ask you about ultimately what we wanted to really come to in this conversation is moving through the world where we are seeing beauty in everything and everyone everywhere. How do you think we evolved to a place where we can see beauty and really move through life with the lens of beauty always? Uh, I definitely feel like in order to see the beauty in other things, you definitely need to begin with seeing it in yourself. Mm-hmm. 
And once you're able to unfold that and get to that peaceful balance of self-acceptance, self-awareness, all of it, and be totally okay with who you are and not worry about the things that are out there that we sometimes like to categorize ourselves with or put ourselves in a box about, you know, don't let anything label you. Don't compare yourself to anybody, Mm -hmm. but also look at things in the light of whether it was, you know, maybe a bad situation or something. Are you still here? Are you still alive? How did the situation end? Did you take away from it? And so I feel like if we're able to just shift our mindsets with certain things and also learn to kind of meet people and situations where they are, that helps a lot too, because then it's almost like you have this understanding of, okay, we're all kind of on our own flow. Maybe they are working on themselves and that's a beautiful thing, you know, or maybe this situation happened because of this. And so now it sparked me to take action to fix it or whatever the case may be. We have to always look at it the flip side. What is the saying about the cup and half fullness or something? You guys know what I'm talking about. (laughs) The cup is always half full. Absolutely. Versus empty. Yes. So you look at it that way. Yeah. And that is like the one thing I feel like if we can learn to do that, then that is what it is. That whole phrase simply embodies that. If we look at the glass as half full instead of half empty, that's beautiful yeah. because then it shifts our mind into, and this is something I want to talk about too. It takes our mind away from the lacking or the scarcity aspect of stuff oh, yeah. that we talk about all you the time. It. Yeah. So if we look at it that way, I feel like we're always giving ourselves some type of positive reinforcement and that allows the beauty through whatever to yeah. come through and shine. Oh, mic drop. <laughs> I am an eternal optimist. I'll say it right now. It has been the only thing that's carried me in the darkest of times I've had. I think that we are moving into a space where optimism is becoming cool again. (laughs) Because if we aren't enthusiastic about life, if we are not optimistic, if we are not finding joy every day, what are we doing? Exactly. And I mean, I think that's a step too. We have to realize that life itself is a beautiful thing. That's right. And I think a lot of people take Miracle. that for granted. Yes, we do. And so if you don't even realize what a beautiful life you're able to live by simply just breathing, <laughs> then yeah. that's a problem. So, you know, Start think there. about it like that. Yes. I love think, that. Don't think about what you don't have. Don't think about the next person and what they're doing or how you wish you could look like. Don't think about any of that. Just don't. You have to really think about start with you. Yes. Start with you and start with what do you have? Mm-hmm. What do I have? Yeah. What great features do I have? What do I like about myself? Hmm. And that's the perfect place to end. I just want to celebrate you and thank you for what you do, who you are, how you move through the world. You are so inspiring. I've witnessed you in a lot of events that we've gone to together (laughs) and you are so empowering to every single person you meet and woman you meet. And that is still unfortunately a rare thing. And it just speaks to the person you are, the soul you are, and the work you've done on yourself to get to this very peaceful place where you love yourself enough to then give love to others. So 
Cheers to you for that, babe. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. And likewise, I find it very pleasing. I find it to be such a beautiful thing to know that somebody who exudes so much light like you mm. came from such a dark place. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thank so you. that is something that's really encouraging to me. And it's going to help me continue to push through on my journey because you. you would never guess that you're just, oh. you're such a beautiful being. So thank you. Baby. Yeah. That means the world. I would love for you to end with one to three rituals that you would love to share with women listening that can help them get to this place of embodying more of their beauty and seeing beauty everywhere. So I'm going to be very transparent here. Okay. So let's do it. There is a few things that I really love doing. One of them is before I get into the shower, like I already have the shower running. I like to take hot showers. Yes. So we got steam going. I normally will light a few candles in there. And what I will do is literally stand in front of the mirror, butt naked. Yeah. I got the candles going. I mm. might have some type of just really chill, calming music. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll play the solfeggio. Yes. Oh my God. I love it. You just said that. Yes. That's my favorite. I really think yes. that, you know, being mindful of the stuff that you're also consuming while you're doing certain things matter. It but does. I like it to, does. Yes. I like to play the solfeggio or just really like, high frequency type of yes. music, yes. things like that. But I'll sit there and I'll just look at myself in the mirror and I'll hug myself. Mm. Like I will sit there and just yes. embrace myself. I will run my hands down my arms, my body. I'll just feel myself and it's nothing sexual. It's just, no, no, no. I'm grounding. Yes. Literally grounding and just getting in tune with myself. I know I'm about to go in and cleanse my body. So I just like to take a moment to show myself whatever love that way I'm ending this whole nice shower, just feeling nice and fulfilled. And I think that that could be something to help people who maybe are experiencing those instances of feeling invisible. Like you said, yeah. it's okay, honey. All that matters is that you see yourself. So that could be a way to almost reassure yourself that you got this. You see you and that's what matters and the right people will see you. That's right. And so I do that. But then I also love to have a weekly full on pamper session. Yeah. So, you know, I'll do that every time I'm about to take a shower. I just kind of like to unwind sure. after my day because obviously I see a lot of clients. I have a lot of energy transfer. So totally. That's like my way of beginning my cleansing process. But once a week, I like to take it to another level and really exfoliate my body. So I'm removing dead skin cells and things like that. That way I'm allowing my skin to really be nice, bright and glowing. Yes. And I know that that is seemingly something so surface layer, but ultimately it feels great because I feel like I've literally energy to that. washed away all of the happenings that have gone on during the week things like that. And I'm cleansing myself, mm, sparking yes. my skin to start regenerating new skin cells and I can start the week anew. So I do that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Love that. Yes, absolutely. And then the last one, I definitely like to do some mirror work. So mm -hmm. that's another thing. I will spend some time 
and it could be after I'm done in the shower or something. But right now the bathroom is kind of just my solitude when I get home. So that's where I do all this stuff, but I'll go in there, say I'm done taking my shower. I do my whole beauty regimen, spill, clean, moisturize, all that stuff. And then I'll just take a second to look at myself Mm. in my eyes. When I first started doing this, it was very new and strange to me, but I've been doing it for a few years now, but it was just like, wow. The first time I did it, it's like, wow, I never took the time to really look at myself in my eyes. These are my eyes. And so you sit there and really connect with yourself. So have a moment to just get in front of the mirror. You're bare. You have nothing on, no makeup, no nothing. You're all cleansed and take a look at yourself and just dig deep and think about who you are. Think about where you're trying to go and just tell yourself that you can do it. Say so many positive affirmations to yourself. Tell yourself you're beautiful. Mm. If you don't hear that from people and that's something that saddens you, do that mirror work. Because again, it's ultimately about how you feel about yourself. So tell yourself you're beautiful. And I feel like that alone can just kind of spark a whole bunch of other things, especially if people are going to start digging down and doing some deep internal work, especially in regards to beauty. Don't ever let the lack of other people not telling you that you're beautiful or anything to feel like you're not because you are and you need to tell yourself that that's your affirmation right there mara is a real one (laughs) she's a real one i really those are real like mirror work is the hardest thing i recommend everyone do that it is an ongoing practice to your point. It is intense. Have you ever done the eye gazing with another person? That's pretty intense, like to look into the eyes. Cause really when we look into our own eyes, that's our soul. I mean, that is the soul that powers this whole body. It really is. And spiritual or not, like you have a soul. I, I hate to be the, the bearer of that news. If I'm the first one to tell you, because you do have a soul, your eyes are it. Everything else is just a bonus. And Looking in your own eyes can be very triggering and then very healing, really healing. And just like, I love how you said, just look, you don't have to say anything, just look. And just what I want to say is move through the discomfort of it. Let it be uncomfortable, but stay, keep your eyes on your eyes because that's your soul. And your soul is not afraid. The ego is afraid. The soul is fearless. Exactly. And your soul is your, are your eyes. So Thank you for sharing. Those are powerful rituals. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. I hope that they help some people for sure. They will. Well, I would love for you to let people know where they can connect with you. All the things I want you to plug anything that's happening right now, the website, how people can get in touch with you. And if they are in San Diego, how they can work with you. Yes, absolutely. So Right now, my website where you can, of course, see what's going on with the business and, of course, book services is enhancedbeautyslb.com. Mm-hmm. So that's where you can go if you want to come in and get something done. And my handles on Facebook is the business. It's Enhanced Beauty Skin Lashes Brows. Mm-hmm. That will pop up. And on Instagram, you can find me at enhancedbeauty.slb and also my personal page, which is at marabeauty.co. 
Mm-hmm. So that's where you can find me. I'm always posting some good entertaining yes. stuff on my pages. <laughs> and you can- they spark so much joy for me. I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you how much joy your oh, videos are the best. I'm sure. That's yeah. a whole nother aspect to me too. But creative. Yeah. Extremely absolutely. creative. Yep. Yep. So you'll be entertained for sure. And then if you follow the business page, you'll definitely get a chance to see the work I do, the services I offer and all of that good stuff as well. So yes. And again, financing is now available for offering brows and lash and brow trainings. So if you want to get certified, definitely get in touch with me and we can schedule that as well. But Mm. that's, that's my spill. I'm Mm. the beauty guru. (laughs) Oh, Mara, thank you so much for all of your energy today and all the wisdom you shared. It's going to expand so many women listening and help. And it certainly expanded me. I'm so grateful for our friendship and thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to House of Low today. I encourage you to keep going. Who you're becoming is on the horizon and who you are today is a gift. Never lose sight that you are worthy of all that you deeply desire. Love, low.